Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name's Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are not only having a terrific Thursday, but you're having a wonderful afternoon. Obviously, plenty going on around the NBA when it comes to many teams trying to get everything in place before the start of training camps next week. And obviously, we'll have you covered for all things when it comes to Grizzlies training camp starting next week here at Locked on Grizzlies. But for today's episode, finishing up a fun series that I've put on that I you know, put a lot of emphasis on because I think that it's one of the biggest narratives next year for this Grizzlies team to continue to take its next steps as a franchise. It's a quest for a thousand threes. On Tuesday, we talked about how the current personnel for the Grizzlies gives this Grizzlies roster the deepest Put the deepest roster a Grizzlies team has ever had in terms of shooting the three, and how Taylor Jenkins, as we discussed on yesterday's episode, has successfully set a basis. He set a foundation to really emphasize this Grizzlies team taking the next needed step and relying on the three-point shot as a featured part of their offense. But in today's episode, we're going to look at who should be taking the majority of the shots, how those shots should be taken, and where those shots should be taken so that the Grizzlies consistently have the best chance to make threes on a consistent basis to really rely on that part of their offense to bring success this season. Of course, you can find myself at StatsSAC on Twitter. My name's Sean Coleman. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, have been covering the Grizzlies for over three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues. Great crew over there. I love writing any chance that I get when it comes to subjects on the Grizzlies. And of course, your host here at Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. You can find the show at Locked On Grizz and you can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that that's where we will be. Also want to remind you that Locked On Grizzlies is just one of many great podcasts that you can enjoy from the Locked On Podcast Network. On Thursdays, you can join um, hosts Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore and, and to tell you whose stock is up and whose stock is down on the Locked On NBA podcast, which you can find on YouTube as well as where is anywhere where podcasts are available. So on Tuesday, we started discussing when it came to the Grizzlies, who on this team really makes this roster be the deepest the Grizzlies have ever had when it came to shooting the three-pointers? We've talked about how Dylan Brooks and Jared Jackson Jr. in the 1920 season had two of the seven best three-point shooting season a Grizzlies player had ever had. Talked about how Desmond Bain had a rookie season that had rarely been seen before from a Grizzlies player. So the depth is certainly there. When it comes to this Grizzlies roster, in terms of production and potential, that has rarely, if ever, been seen by another Grizzlies roster in previous versions of the Grizzlies in their franchise history. But the only way that the Grizzlies are going to make the most of the potential that's on this team when it comes to shooting the three is making sure that their best talents are shooting the threes most frequently when it comes to schemes and strategies on offense. And last year, we certainly saw that though it's been a work in progress to make sure the best talents are shooting the threes, Taylor Jenkins and his staff are continuing to make sure that that's exactly what happens as far as his roster goes. For instance, last year, here are the Grizzlies from the beginning of season through the end of March. Here are how the three-point shot distribution, how it laid out among different Grizzlies on the roster. Dylan Brooks averaged 5.73 threes per game, three-point attempts per game. Grayson Allen, five. DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain both had 3.8. Kyle Anderson had 3.7. And John Morant had 3.6 
three-point attempts per game. Among those six players, those six players average 25 threes per game. And though you're swapping out Grayson, who's gone to Milwaukee, now and bringing in Jared Jackson Jr., that should still be the goal for this team. Among Jared Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bay, DeAnthony Melton, Kyle Anderson, and John Morant, those six players should be averaging at least 25 three-point attempts per game. If the Grizzlies can get those six players averaging that many threes per game, that's going to give them the best chance of making the three-point shot not only reliable, but also a featured part of a successful offense in the NBA. But it's not just about any of those six players stepping up and, you know, maybe Kyle Anderson attempts, you know, six or seven threes a night, or maybe, you know, Jaw averages seven attempts a night. That's not necessarily the best mixture of who should be taking the most threes. If we want to look at an idea of why, though the Grizzlies among those six players, yes, they should be looking for 25 threes a night, it's specific players that should be averaging more threes per game than others. Last April gave us an indication of that. Last April, Grayson Allen attempted seven threes per game compared to the five he had attempted per game from December through March. DeAnthony Melton in the month of April saw his attempts go up by a shot a game. And what occurred? The Grizzlies, by featuring their best three-point shooters more, produced a month in which they were a top five three-point shooting team in the NBA. That should give indication that while, yes, the Grizzlies should have their group of five or six that should be attempting 25 or more threes per game, Jared Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, and Dylan Brooks, in my opinion, they should be getting 15 of those 25 attempts per game. And the reason why is because, as we'll discuss a little bit later on in this show, Those three players are the ones who likely are going to give you the best chance of consistently hitting threes when they're out on the court. Jared Jackson Jr. obviously making nearly 40% of his threes on six and a half attempts per game during the 19-20 season. Dylan Brooks' improved ability in catch-and-shoot situations. And obviously Desmond Bain is being one of the best young shooters in the league. Among those three players, 15 or more threes per game should be attempted. It should be a full-on focus from Taylor Jenkins' offense to get 15 or more three-point attempts from Jared Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, and Desmond Bain each game. And then following up behind that, when they're on the court, Kyle Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, and John Morant should combine for 10 or more threes among themselves per game. But it's about getting your best shooters the most attempts. When Taylor Jenkins did that last April, That was when the Grizzlies' three-point shooting took off, and we saw the impact that it had on the Grizzlies' offense, potentially producing their best offensive month in franchise history. If Taylor Jenkins can commit to consistently getting his best talents, the most three-point shots per game, talking about Jared, Desmond, and Dylan, and then following that up with Kyle Anderson, John Morant, and DeAnthony Melton, If that's how, if the trios of those players, Jared, Desmond, and Dylan getting 15 threes a game, Jaw, DeAnthony, and Kyle getting 10 threes a game, if you can focus on those numbers among those trio of players, I think that you could regularly get 8 to 10 threes on 25 to 30 attempts a game. And then from the rest of your team, you probably can put together 3 or 4 more threes 
on five to eight more attempts per game. And what do you wind up with from that strategy? You wind up with around 12 to 14 threes on 35 to 38 attempts a game, which easily will put you on track to get 1,000 threes this season. So when it comes to the Grizzlies having the deepest roster that they've ever had in terms of the potential to shoot the three-pointer, that is an excellent resource to have. But the only way that you're going to maximize that potential is if you get give the best shooting talents among that roster the most chances at hitting the three. When it comes to three-point attempts per game, Jared, Dylan, and Desmond should be at the top of that list consistently, followed by DeAnthony, Kyle, and Ja Morant. If the Grizzlies can find the shot distribution from three, typically following in some shape or fashion that order, I feel that gives them the best chance of being able to make the three-point shot not only a featured part of their game, but a successful and reliable part of their offense to take the next step that they need as an offense in today's NBA. But besides just the fact of who should shoot the most threes and you know how the shot distribution should fall, how exactly should the Grizzlies set up these players to shoot the threes? Is it through catch and shoot? Is it potentially letting them create their own shot? We'll look at that in just a moment. Obviously, one of the biggest keys for the Grizzlies this season when it comes to the ability for them to make sure that they're shooting the three to the best of their ability is choosing the right player to shoot the three in the right situation. Well, for you in any situation, the right choice to make the most of your ability to stream TV at home is Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another that lets you stream your favorite TV shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you're also using someone else's login to catch your favorite shows. Well, I wanted to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together all in one place. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Obviously, if the Grizzlies can find several players this year who can make the three a better part of their game, they're going to be attractive when it comes to fantasy basketball. And I'll tell you about a new platform that really has done well in changing the way you can play fantasy basketball. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more games are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. You quitting during the season because of that mindless busy work. It's over. In game picks, you pick one game per week based off of player matchups, home versus away, opponents defensive breaking, pace of play, and more. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, and you're going to love game picks, download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. On tomorrow's Locked on Grizzlies podcast, 
Obviously, the talk of the week around the NBA, besides a few teams who really just need to get their stuff together, has been the release of the top 100 players from a couple of different sources in regards to this upcoming season. Where do some of our favorite Grizzlies rank? Are they too high? Are they too low? Should more Grizzlies be on the list? We'll look at that tomorrow on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. So in this episode, we're finishing up our series, A Quest for a Thousand Threes, when it comes to the Grizzlies. And the thing about it is this, is that I've talked a lot about the Grizzlies personnel this year possibly being the deepest the Grizz- a Grizzlies roster has ever had in terms of shooting the three. And we know that some players more than others should be featured more when it comes to shooting the three. But how exactly should those players be featured? In my opinion, it's the Grizzlies taking advantage of their ability to produce good passes and good assists played off that to set up catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities. Over the past two seasons, under Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies arguably are a top-five team in the league when it comes to passing the basketball. They've routinely finished in the top five month after month after month when it comes to producing assists. As a matter of fact, Taylor Jenkins... The first thing that he looks at in the post-game press conferences are how many assists the Grizzlies produce. Well, the Grizzlies should continue to obviously rely heavily on their ability to pass, especially with the fact that there's not a lot of reliable shot creation from distance on the roster. The Grizzlies should continue to put an even more even more of a reliance on using their passing ability to set up their ability to find high percentage three-point shots. And once again, if you compare the numbers of catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities from December through March of last year to what the Grizzlies did in April of last year, there's proof in the pudding that if the Grizzlies feature catch-and-shoot opportunities more, they're going to improve their chances of shooting the three. For instance, between the start of the season last year and the end of March, the Grizzlies made eight three-point shots on 22.5 three-point attempts in catch-and-shoot situations last year between the start of the season and March. That was good for 35% from three. But when the Grizzlies shifted their focus to start attempting more shots per game, when they attempted more three-point shots per game in April, the Grizzlies were able to improve from eight made threes on 22.5 attempts to 9.7 made threes on 25.2 attempts. The Grizzlies were an above-average three-point shooting team in catch-and-shoot situations in April, and as a result, their three-point production significantly improved. So the Grizzlies should be looking at opportunities to really feature their best players when it comes to shooting the threes. In the 1920 season, Jared Jackson Jr. made just slightly under 40% of 5.7 catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities per game. Dylan Brooks has consistently improved his ability to make catch-and-shoot three-point shots. And in his role on this Grizzlies offense, featuring him more as a catch-and-shoot option on the three will really elevate his effectiveness as a shooter. But beyond Jared and Dylan, it's DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain who really stand out. Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton were two of the best catch-and-shoot three-point snipers off the bench in the NBA last season, regularly averaging above 43% of their catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities. So the numbers, you don't have to go deep into the numbers. The numbers are very simple. If the Grizzlies are going to put a heavy emphasis, and they're 
they're going to rely heavily on their ability to pass the basketball. They need to make sure that they're utilizing that ability to find high percentage shots from three. Because when they do find catch-and-shoot opportunities from three, as last April showed, when that's a heavy part of the offense, the proof is right there. The production will follow. If Jared Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, and Kyle Anderson are consistently getting 15 to 20 combined catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities per game, I have a feeling the Grizzlies are going to be very satisfied with where they find themselves in many games this upcoming year. So the Grizzlies have everything that they need to become one of the better catch-and-shoot three-point shooting teams in the league. It's just making sure that the schemes and strategies consistently focus on finding those high-percentage looks. And if the Grizzlies can consistently do that, that will get the space that Taylor Jenkins consistently wants in his offense created to then the Grizzlies can follow their natural talent, get into the lane and, and produce as they have been one of the best NBA teams in doing over the past two seasons. Over the past two seasons, it's been utilizing the production in the paint to open up the shot from distance. The Grizzlies can certainly continue to follow that strategy, but if they can start hitting some threes early in the game, especially in catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities that can really open up the space within the arc for the Grizzlies to do the damage that they're so well at doing when it comes to producing in the paint. The development of the relationship between the shots in the paint and the shots from distance are one big key for the Grizzlies this year. And this year, putting a bigger reliance on letting the shots from distance opening up the paint can lead the Grizzlies to a higher level of success offensively. But it's not just about making sure the right players shoot the three. It's not just about them doing it in catch-and-shoot opportunities, but where specifically should some players find their opportunities? You'll be surprised to see that one of the areas of the court that naturally has the most space created for itself because of where it is on the court, that's where the Grizzlies could find a lot of success this season. One of the reasons why I think the Grizzlies should put a heavier emphasis on increasing the amount of catch-and-shoot opportunities that they have when it comes to three per game is because their ability to create their own shots is not where it needs to be for them to really take the next step as a franchise. But for you, you don't have any excuses because you can create your own way to have a great stack, and that's through Built Bar. Built Bar is the great tasting protein bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You get great taste, health benefits, and a boost to your day all in one stack. Have it in the morning and breakfast, have it in the afternoon as a stack. And the great thing is if you go to Built.com, not only do you get 15% off by putting in the promo code LOCKED15, you get to choose from over 18 different flavors of Built Bar. So not only is there a variety of tastes to enjoy, there's also a simple way for you to actually get a discount. Once you make it a part of your day, I think it's going to be there to stay. Go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order for Built Bar today. We're back and better than ever. And what I mean by that is betonline.ag because college and pro football is back. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and enjoy the new updated sided interface, even more odds, props, and contests. And make sure to put in the promo code NFL100 to get your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit if you use 
the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit BetOnline.ag today. Want to remind you, you've talked about the Locked On Grizzlies podcast and the Locked On NBA podcast, but what if it comes to betting on the Grizzlies? Well, that doesn't have to be a guessing game anymore if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping ass expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's own lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. So we've talked about when it comes to the Grizzlies' quest for a 1,000 threes this season, how specifically that should look. How can they improve their chances this year? Obviously, making sure that players like Jared Jackson Jr., Desmond Bay, Dylan Brooks, and DeAnthony Melton get the majority of the three-point attempts, that's one way to do it. Utilizing their ability to pass the basketball and produce in the paint to set up more catching three opportunities, which last season proved would make the Grizzlies more productive from three, being among the league's best at producing catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities would really help improve the Grizzlies' approach as well. But to me, also, it's where the Grizzlies are taking the threes that really stands out as an area for improvement. The reason why I have to say that is this. It's featuring the quarter more. I've wrote about this on a couple of occasions over at Grizzly Bear Blues, and over time, as Taylor Jenkins has improved the overall shooting production of his players, and the Grizzlies have added more shooting talent to the roster, featuring the quarter three more is something that has improved. They're featuring it more, and obviously being more accurate from it as well. Overall, the Grizzlies were 11th last year in quarter three-pointers per game, but were 19th in accuracy. And one of the reasons why I feel that they were 19th in accuracy, slightly below average, is one thing that I feel could improve about Taylor Jenkins' offense is adding a bit of variety as to who takes those quarter three-point shots. We know that usually Taylor Jenkins likes to have the guy who's playing the four. We've seen Xavier Tillman be out there, Brandon Clark be out there, Kyle Anderson be out there. Typically, Taylor Jenkins likes for the guy who's playing the four to be on the to be in a quarter as an option for a catch-and-shoot opportunity from three. And he does that to create an additional shooter to what he already has out there in his guards. He's giving less talented shooters more space to shoot the three. And that's logical. It's obviously a logical approach to try to add as much shooting potential on the floor for the Grizzlies at any one time. But I do think that there is numerical proof that shows the Grizzlies should also do what they can to get more quarter three opportunities for players like Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. For instance, basketballnews.com just tweeted out a wonderful stat from last year. Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks were two of the five most accurate shooters in the NBA from the quarter three among shooters who had 50 or more attempts. So I get it. I get why Taylor Jenkins sets up the guy who's playing the four in the quarter as an outlet to shoot the three ball because those talents, Kyle Anderson, Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, and others, they're going to take a slower amount of time 
to get the shot off, and they're also going to need more space. That's certainly logical. But if he can find ways to get Desmond Bain in the corner for a shot, get Dylan Brooks in the corner for a shot, that's going to improve the Grizzlies' chances of making big threes at different points in the ballgame. And it also should improve the amount of times that they're shooting the quarter three, plus their accuracy as well. And the Grizzlies' ability to produce assists, but also to produce those assists because of how well they can produce in the paint, that should open up the quarter three more and be a heavy and, and make the Grizzlies put a heavier emphasis on getting as much variety in the quarters more when it comes to shooting the three. Another big thing to know from last year is that three of the top five teams who featured the quarter three the most were the L.A. Clippers, the Utah Jazz, and the Phoenix Suns. One of those teams finished the season with the best record in the league. The other two were in the Western Conference playoffs. So if you're a team that can feature the quarter three and you can hit shots there consistently, that means that you're finding the space that you want to. And for the Grizzlies to be a team that can turn the three-point shot into a reliable part of their offense, featuring their best shooters in the quarters as frequently as possible, working off their production in the paint, utilizing their ability to pass the basketball, that's going to be, in my opinion, one level of the three-point shot to unlock that could really take this overall shooting production for this team to the next level. So it's the who, the how, and the where. The who, Jared Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, and Desmond Bain. Get them 15 or more three attempts per game. Follow it up with 10 or more three attempts from Jaw, Kyle, and DeAnthony Melton. If the Grizzlies can consistently do that from those six players, if they can consistently get 25 or more three-point attempts per game, I think they'll be happy with how the three-point shot will progress this year. And do it by setting up catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities. Work the ball in the paint, find different areas of the court to make the pass to, and utilize the passing ability and hopefully the overall improvement in playmaking. Utilize that passing ability to set up better attempts on catch-and-shoot opportunities. And another key is featuring the quarter more. You know, we saw it in Summer League how... Players like Zaire Williams, Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, and others, the Grizzlies had a lot of instances where they did really well passing the ball around the perimeter. If the starters can find the, t the ability to do that as well, that can open up those quarter three-point opportunities, and that's where the Grizzlies can find an extra two threes per game. That could really be the difference in getting an extra maybe three, four, or five wins this season. So we know the who, the how, and the where for the Grizzlies to focus on for them to improve their three-point shot this season. And I feel that if they do it like they did from April through the end of the season last year, they should find themselves on pace to hit that thousand threes that, once again, I feel is going to be a good numerical goal for this team this season to really take the step that it needs as a franchise to get to the level of being a sustainable winner. On tomorrow's show, we're going to discuss where several Grizzlies rank on Sports Illustrated and ESPN's top 100 players for this upcoming season. Who was ranked where they should have been? Who was left off the list? Who maybe was a bit ranked a bit too high? We'll look at that on tomorrow's episode. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. Make sure to listen, review, and subscribe to the podcast whenever you get the chance. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.